Smith away. Moonga into Geordie Barrett. Cross kick looking for Will Jordan who takes it on the fly. He dives it. One hand gets it down. I think this is a spectacular tie to open the scoring in Leon. Good morning, Izzy Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ. It is just after 6 o'clock after a big weekend of sport. What a game last night. I even stayed up late to watch that uh, game, the NRL Grand Final, and well, we it did not disappoint. But before I let Kempe get off on it, because he won't stop once we start that conversation, I better <laughs> talk about a few things we got coming up on the show. we got Susie Bates. A huge milestone uh, Susie ticked off on the weekend. Yesterday, in fact, there was a 300th game uh, in the White Ferns kit. So well done to her. How good is that? Whew, you talk about longevity in the game. That is outstanding. So we'll have a catch up with Susie Bates. We've got Sir JK after 8 o'clock. We'll talk to him about the World Cup and that All Blacks performance. And we've got plenty of conversations to be had throughout the morning. So double eight double three is our temper bed post text machine. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven is our phone lines. If you want to have your say throughout the show, please don't be shy. Who am I for today? We're giving away a hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas. Visit adidas.co.nz/getaway underscore with underscore golf. T's and C's apply. Who am I? Clue number one. I played district rugby, Sydney Premier Grade Rugby Union competition for 10 years. I played one year in England with Leicester before retiring to focus on teaching. I played district rugby, Sydney Premier Grade Rugby Union competition for 10 years. I played one year in England with Leicester before retiring to focus on teaching. Kempe, good morning to you. How you doing, bud? Morning. Morning, is he here, man? I'm I'm doing okay. I've I've uh, like I said this morning, man. I picked up a bloody bug from coming back from Brisbane on that trip up there, and um, just still still getting over that a little bit uh, this morning. But mate, after last night, you're dead right. Um, what a weekend! What an absolute weekend! Um, starting on Friday night with Imperatrice winning at the Valley, and and breaking that course record, going into the uh, the AFL final with Collingwood. You've got all the rugby union with the with the uh, All Blacks putting on 96 points against Italy, um, and then last night, and I know you would have been watching the Ryder Cup all the way through mm. it too. That was that was interesting, more interesting off the golf course than on it. Um, but last night, mate, 
I, I tell you what, I, I hardly went to, uh, got any sleep last night because that, I'd have to say, would be close to one of the best grand finals I have ever seen. Just the, the drama, the, the way that Brisbane went out and, and held on in the first half and got back to 8-6 before going into the break and then going out to 24 points to 8 lead before Nathan Cleary decided to put on his boots and turn the game inside out. I just thought it was mate, a fitting, fitting way uh, to what was a fantastic weekend of sport. So, mate, plenty to talk about today. Um, not just rugby league grand final, but, you know, you got lots going on all around the world. And, uh, yep, I, I checked out too straight after that when I woke up this morning was what happened to the Ryder Cup because mm. you didn't want to see the Americans come back and win that after <laughs> what happened with Rory McIlroy um, on the 18th. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, so much sport on the weekend, is he? And, uh, yeah, mate, I haven't forgot. I know we had our little our little. Uh, punt on Friday about that. Penrith got you home, and we'll sort that out when I get back. Um, but man, it was just a, such a good game last night. Enjoyed oh, it so much. I thought I was going to be down and out again, Kempe. But wow, what a performance! We'll touch on that as well. But you forgot one performance on the weekend too that we'll just touch on quickly. Hawks Bay beating Wellington for the log of wood, and then absolutely destroying the log of wood, which is. Uh, I lost for words for what what, happened, what went on with that uh, genuine accident, as Jay Campbell uh, alluded to in his com- press conference, his press release. Ah, what do you make of that that little shenanigan? Is something fishy about that, Kimpy? Yeah, well, first of all, getting up. I think you know the the mm. excitement on the boys' faces when they got up. A hell um, of a performance. That's the first thing. What a hell of a win, you know. Right at the right at the death of the season, mm-hmm. and then waking up to that news from uh, seeing what happened to it. Like, I, don't I know hope if it was a genuine accident when it, you can snap it in half. I hope it was. Like mm. it fell off the bus and went under a truck. Mm. Is that what happened? Because it must have. It needed a bit of fair bit of weight or dropping from a certain height to make it. <laughs> come and come apart like that, but you know, I, I guess you can you can do wonderful things with fixing mm. that yeah. uh, that log of wood. Um, but you know, Hawks Bay going out your 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 team is he getting that shield? Is it the how many times have they had the shield over there? Mate, we've had it plenty over the last ten years. Look, I, I know other unions will be absolutely teething because Hawks Bay seem to find a way to get an opportunity to win the Shield. Whereas Tasman, I think they're once in their history as a, as a formed nation from Marlborough and uh, Nelson. So yeah, look, it's <coughs> sorry, just another opportunity for Hawks Bay, you know, down there, know what it means for the people, the public. I just hope it was a genuine accident because I know everyone's pretty livid out there about what's unfolded on the socials and, and seeing that our Tonga, our treasure, it's been around for over 100 years, um, you know, in pieces. So, look, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it and hopefully it can be restored, refurbished and uh, get back to the to the exact same way. Morena Boys' game on the weekend was the Mighty Magpies beating Big Brothers, the Lions. Great game. Never say die. Total team effort. Up the pies. Marshy from Hawke's Bay. He's up and about. How good. Keep those messages coming through. But, Kempe, we've got to go back to that game, that performance last night. I want to ask you the question. How would have you gone... When there's a game that I think there was a stoppage in the fifth minute, and then another the second stoppage was in the thirty fifth minute. I think I can't even. 
Was there how many penalties throughout that whole match? Was there three or four? Like, it was nothing. Yeah, they, Adam G, tackle Bell. That was such a good refereeing performance. He would not blow his whistle. He wouldn't give them a break. I think there was one penalty in the first half. There was a stat that came up out of the first 11 sets. Brisbane had completed 11 and Brisbane had only completed four. Mm. But it held on defensively because they should have been well ahead at halftime, um, Penrith. But I think in the end it played into Penrith's hands when they went on that run in the last 20 minutes because they were just out of juice. You know, I was sitting there watching him when, when he first went through down that right side to put Leota away, um, Cleary. I just thought, man, they're struggling defensively here. They're tired. Mm-hmm. And then he just kept straight. You know, we said that about Nathan Cleary. You know, they, he won't give them any, any ball back and he'll just continually put pressure on them. The thing with Nathan Cleary was that he put it on himself because he lost Jerome Luai with a uh, dislocated shoulder again, I think, in the 50th minute. So he didn't have another halves pairing there to, to do anything. And I thought young um, Cogger, when he came on, he played pretty well uh, in that in that seven. It looked like he'd moved to first receiver and thrown Nathan Cleary out the back into second receiver, which was pretty interesting. So, um, mate, they'll be kicking themselves this morning, Brisbane. Oh. They were home, mate. At Ezra Mam at three tries, mm. you're thinking he's going to get another one when Reese Walsh went up the middle on that break. Mm. He just had to find Mam coming through on the on that run in the middle of the park, and that would have been 30 for them. I reckon shut the gate, but. I oh, just smiled. I was uh, I was left just breathless by the by the performance of Nathan Cleary in that in that last twenty minutes. I just for someone to take it under his under his wing and say, "Boys, follow me." Um, and a big big difference there is he was at when they put Fisher Harris, our two Kiwi front rowers, mm-hmm. back on the front rows that laid the platform. They had them off. That's when they struggled. They put them back on Leota and, and Fisher Harris. They straightened them back up, and then Cleary went on his run. It was one of the one of the best. Um, from a from a number seven, that's probably we will see go down as as an immortal. You yeah. know, and he's still got four or five years of the game left. He's at it's four or five. He's only twenty five, Kempi. This is absolutely mind blowing. He's a, such a young kid. But what I loved about that performance, particularly from Cleary, was leading up to the fifty seventh minute when they were down twenty four to what eight. You think Cleary was was playing pretty average, I must say. Like, he missed a couple of tackles, particularly on Ezra Man, ma'am, and, uh, you know, like, he was under a bit of pressure there. And then, I don't know what happened, but something just flicked. Like you said, Jerome Lua goes off, he's, he's up to take it personally, that I really need to show my class here. And boy, did he show his class. That 40-20 yeah. that he kicked was momentum changer, was a game changer oh, in that game. It was... It, Straight it after was, they scored. Moments that, that you talk about in games, don't you? Like, mm. the, he, I don't know if you saw in the first half, he went down, he, he'd hurt his knee, his left knee, Crichton took, took the first shot at goal, um, came out at half-time. It looked like he was really, really um, holding back because of that, that knee. And then, like you said, he just decided to, to, to put that ball under under his wing. And those big moments, so he's gone through, he's put Leota in the very next set of six, he's kicked the 40-20, they've gone in himself. Um, he's brought it back within ten, and then he's just he's worn them down. He's absolutely worn them down, and I, you know, it'll be talked about for days to come. That that uh, I guess the last twenty minutes from Nathan Cleary, and on the other other side of the coin, they just took their foot off the off the accelerator. Mm. I thought Brisbane thought they were home, but you're never home against the Penrith side. They are going to go gr- down as one of the greatest decade teams ever. You know, four grand finals, three of them in the bag. Um, 
what I saw from that Brisbane side last night, though, is he from that young team, man, they're going to get better. Yeah. They, that I, I, I tell you now, they're going to be installed as premiership favourites next year. Yeah, I totally 100%. agree. Totally agree, Kempi. They, they showed a lot of class and a lot of, uh, you know, maturity for such a young side. And uh, you know they need to take that, take tip their hat to themselves, and, and you know be proud of that of that moment. But to let that one go, I'm sure it's going to be a long summer, knowing that they had it in the bag, Kempi. But from a Brisbane Broncos perspective, what did you make of Reese Walsh's night? Oh, he's, he was non-existent in the first half. They, mm. They'd done enough to keep him quiet. Um, their defence was very, very good. I don't know if you noticed on a couple of the offloads, they stayed up. Uh, when they offload, they got a couple of uh, errors off them. And when they were making the errors, you know, I thought he got really tired too, got caught out a few times. So they, there's a saying in rugby league, you've got to, you've got to lose one to win one. Mm. And I, th- I thought, you know, they, that game from a lot of those young blokes, they, especially Reese Walsh, he, he let the team down. The, the one where they do the short dropout to score their first try, mm. if you go back and watch that replay, Reese Walsh is still standing under the goalpost when they go up to knock it back. He's nowhere in the shot. Yeah. So he should have been covering that, that um, ball. He switches off back. a bit, eh, Kempe? Yes, particularly he sw- he when, sw- Stephen, uh, when Crichton kicked that ball through, he was stuck in the middle. And then he got tackled on, there, on the goal line. And like, there was times there... They could have made it a lot easier for themselves, but while she's probably work rate just to get himself into a position was a little bit lacking. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, potentially just looked a little bit standoffish in that in that in that, in that outing. I just thought he got caught, like mm. not being, you know, in that, that big moment, those big games where he was just out of breath. You know, the game was so frantic. You know, the referee wasn't stopping. It'd be interesting to get the numbers actually on um, ball and play and time and play, but. You know, and I just think he got he got caught out um, as a young kid, not knowing, you know, being put in those dark places which he was put in. So mm. um, he'll learn from that, mate. He'll know that feeling now. He'll know where where he needs to be. Then there's still glimpses of of brilliance from him out there last night. Uh, but there was across the board. I thought, you know, man for man in, in the game, even Jesse Arthur's man. I thought his first oh, half was massive for Broncos. You know, just to think he was mm. playing for us last year on the on the wing and centres for the Warriors. Um, but yeah, it was one that got away for the Broncos. Penrith, they're the benchmark. They, you know, everyone was picking them to win it. But I just thought, you know, they had an opportunity last night. And I'd seen enough in Brisbane for the Broncos to actually give them a ch- bit of a challenge, and and they did that. They just, uh, you know, the game's about eighty minutes, mate. It's when the fat lady sings, and Nathan Cleary, right down to two minutes, got him on the on that on that two minute bell, and and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, outside of Walsh, I thought Farnworth, Cobbo, Stags, and um, Jesse Arthurs were so good for that Broncos team, particularly off their own back fence. They were doing back-to-back-to-back-to-back runs to allow their big forwards, Carrigan, Fledger, and um, Payne Haas to, to get some much-needed rest. Kempe, just, just want to touch on it. We touched on the refereeing earlier, and this makes for an interesting point that's come through on the text machine. Morning, guys. I don't think you can call that a great refereeing performance. How can you ref games all year, tackle restart, tackle restart, Waz players would have been in the bin for some of the high shots, and he just turns a blind eye to everything. Don't get me wrong, great game to watch, but ref totally different to every other game. Bar Origin, maybe this this year, no consistency. And I was watching that game, and I was thinking, that's a penalty, that's a penalty, that's a restart, a set restart. How yep. much influence did, did Volandes in the NRL have on this? Because this is their product. This is their, their this, this is the GF, the eyes that will be on this showcase piece event. Like... 
it was ref totally different. Yeah, and I, look, I, I take my hat off to Andrew G, um, mm. to, to the referee, you know, like the way that he refed it. You've got to realise too, like when you talk about uh, teams going to the next level through the through the games and into the grand final. Well, the, well, the refereeing does as well. And I'll never forget, mate. Like you, you go and watch club fo- football, and you'd play in it. Then you go and watch Origin, and they'd get away with things that you'd never get away with in, mm. in uh, regular rounds. And that's what was happening last night. I was like you too. Oh, that's a restart. Oh, that's a penalty <laughs> or close to it. You know, they'll go upstairs. They try to milk a couple both teams last night and he just held his ground and he said boys I'm just going to get on with it here so and that's the referee going to the next level I, I think it was a very good performance from the referee he kept the game uh, right and I think from a spectacle you know Volandes would be over the moon that there was just no stop start to that game and players right down to the death the 80 minutes had to had to dig deep yeah I totally agree Kempi like when you got a showcase event you know, like you want it to be entertainment throughout, and what about the build-up? The whole, every, it just had it all. But um, yeah, I guess when you think of it, you probably can't have a twenty-seven round robin game playing at that intensity. It'd be just absolutely ludicrous. Wouldn't it? You need some stoppage. <laughs> I'm watching it, and I'm just tired, sitting on the couch, drinking my cup of tea, going, "I couldn't play this game." I could not play this game whatsoever. So, uh, mate, what a performance. Keep those messages coming through. And I'm hearing your message in terms of uh, that um, uh, that performance out there uh, and the refereeing in particular. All right, lads, we're going to shoot off. Keep those messages coming through. Uh, we'll come back. We've got some, well, plenty more to talk about because, like you said, Kempi, Ryder Cup had it all. What about Joe LaCarva having a little bit of a say with Rory McIlroy then going back having to apologise? Scotty Scheffler and uh, Kepka getting absolutely pumped from Hovland and Alberg 9-7 for the biggest defeat in Ryder Cup history in Europe. Uh, they were too good in the end. So there is plenty to talk about throughout the show. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse keeping you healthy this spring.